Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. This is Alex, and Jeff's enthusiastic. <laughs> uh, today we're doing our last Q&A episode. Yeah, the second to last episode of the podcast, officially, I guess, uh, more or less. And But the last Q&A, um, which is sad because... I mean, I feel like Q and A is my favorite. Is probably our favorite type of episode. These yeah. are just so fun. You guys sent us some great questions about living in Germany and living in Europe and living abroad. Uh, so let's get to those questions. Oh, last one. It's kind of sad. Yeah, but you know what? Let's do it. Let's go. And today's episode is brought to you by Time Ride Berlin, which is the only way to actually time travel. In Germany. Last week, we talked to you guys about their brand new Berlin 1985 tour, which we had so much fun on. Yeah. But today, we're once again going to tell you about the Time Ride Go Tour, which is the ultimate walking tour around Berlin. Unlike normal walking tours that talk about the historical sites and show you pictures, with Time Ride Go, they actually send you back in time to see what the site looked like in the past. Yeah, this is a great 90-minute walking tour, but when they take you to these historical sites, these uh, you know, these main landmarks in Berlin, right. they give you these mobile VR goggles, and then you're able to see that same site as it looked 100 years ago. For example, you're at Potsdamer Platz, which is one of the um, main bustling squares of Berlin, you're seeing it in the roaring 1920s, you know, during its golden age, you know, at, at night, it's gorgeous. Yeah, you can also go to like Prussian Berlin, where you can see a uh, a march of soldiers going down the street, which is pretty interesting to see, especially, you know, er that early. Absolutely. And, and, and one of my favorites is you're at the Brandenburg Gate, but just after the Battle of Berlin, 1945, seeing the ruins of the war, they also take you inside of uh, Hitler's bunker. Yeah. There's so many great sites. And again, you have VR goggles on. You can look 360 up, down, left, right. You are now in the past. It's, it's really fun. It, it is it is very cool. And I think we, you know, we've said it three times that we do really truly recommend it to all of you either living in Berlin or for those of you visiting this summer or maybe, you know, next summer or winter. And they offer tours in German, Spanish, Italian, French, and of course, English. Of course, English. And don't forget, they offer several tours like the Berlin 1985 tour. They also offer a tour called The Story of Germany, which is a, is, is a, a very short, compact tour that you can take if you don't have much time. That shows you an overview of German history, you know, from uh, Roman cities of yesteryear to today. So, you know, 2000 years of German history so like cool. that again in virtual reality. Very cool. And to learn more, go to timeride.de or just stop by Zimmerstrasse 91, barely a two minute walk from Checkpoint Charlie in the heart of Berlin. Love it. Next is the usual, uh, you know, the news, the shout outs, so how to have used the whatchamacallits. Who's he, what's it? And for the first one, we have big, big news. Guys, big, large, <laughs> extravagant. Please, we have a brand new YouTube channel. Come check it out. Links in the description. And uh, we're doing a lot of similar things to do here, but in YouTube form, going to be a bit different. You can see our faces. Jeff's a good-looking guy. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, and guys, this is not just a recording of the podcast. These are completely new, new content, but we're covering the, all the cool same Germany-Europe-related stuff, uh, but just YouTube format. So the same old guys, the same old whiskey, but just different format. So check us out on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search AGDW channel, or go to the link in the description. Let's do it. It's a huge special thanks to Almost Studio for the five-star review. Really appreciate it. So he's almost a studio? Is almost. A, almost Studio. Uh, yeah, a very cool, short, uh, you know, succinct review. Very very nice. Yes. And, and guys, uh, Eric, if you're listening, uh, a very special thank you to Eric, who today sent us um, one of the most lovely messages we've probably ever received, which is hard because you guys have been sending we've us a lot of great messages. Amazing yeah. messages. To, 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 as of recording right now, today is a day where we announced the the podcast ending. It's coming to an end. Yeah. So we've got a lot of super amazing messages from all of you. Uh, Eric, you wrote like a whole book to us. You went beyond, above and beyond. But, but again, every word was beautiful, and, and you know, he he just talked about how he um, he was sad for the podcast to be going, and how he wished we uh, would at least keep going on some level. And Eric, I'll tell you, if honestly, we both feel like if we could make that possible, we would do that. You know yeah, what I mean? I think so. We're not. We're not. We're never going to say never. We might come back. 
Who yeah, knows? yeah. Like we're, we're, we're not saying, guys, that this show is going around forever. We're, I think more, let's just call it an indefinite hiatus. Yeah. You know? Let's call it that. Because, yeah, if our schedule's allowed and everything, we would love to do one episode a month or, or somehow keep the podcast going. Uh, for now, we're focusing all on the YouTube channel, of course. But if if we can figure out a way to keep the YouTube uh, podcast going on some in some form or fashion, yeah, we will. But yeah, Eric, th- thank you so much for that letter. And, and, and again, thank you to you know it's only been a few hours, but thank you to everyone who's already sent us day one messages. Um, it's really making us a bit nostalgic and, and and sad today. But we're we're gonna try to be happy for recording this because I don't want to be sad down to dump. So Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, it's, it, uh, my life has been pretty busy lately. La- last yeah. preparations for the wedding. And then soon, uh, my family from the States is coming and they'll be here for two weeks and then the actual wedding. And then our friend has a baby shower and there's just a, a lot going on. And of course, normal work and stuff. But yeah, this past weekend did kind of a very last minute trip to, um, my wife's family's farm where our wedding will take place because uh, we just felt like, okay, there's just still so many little projects that we need to help with. And so we were out in the sun, um, you know, nailing, screwing wood together and and just kind of really doing manual labor the whole weekend. But it was very satisfying because we felt like we got a lot done and because we really we feel bad because her family's so nice and they're doing these projects for us that we don't even ask for, you know, just kind of these sort of surprise projects, you know, and then so uh, the I button doesn't work. And then so while we're there, we're, we're glad that we could at least help them with these surprise projects to take a load off because, you know, they have tons of their own farm work to do. So, um, so yeah, it was a couple of days out in the heat outside, uh, you know, do, doing some uh, fun stuff, manly man, fun stuff. Uh, but but it, it's always because um, if you just take a second to just stand still, look around and, you, and all you hear is just and then like, you know, a bird or a you know, out in the distance, like it's, it's, it's nice to get away and I, cause you did a similar thing, right? It's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get outside the city just for a minute and just like get some of that fresh air. Fresh air. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was in uh Grillenberg, which is a little village. Um, Grillenberg. Grillenberg. Is there a grill on the top of the mountain? There was a grill at the hotel mm. place. Okay. Which is pretty high up. Did it used to be known for known for grilling? Or was it Grillenberg? It was no, like Grillenberg. It's like the National Grilling Center of Germany a could, thousand it, years ago, maybe? It could have been, but but it was a beautiful uh, little village getting out, spending time with my uh, partner's family, and uh, went a really beautiful hike around there in the woods to some fields, uh, did some bowling, ate some great schnitzel, because sparkle season, some schnitzel and sparkle, Ooh, so that white sparkle. girl, some sparkle. <laughs> Alex has turned 13. <laughs> hey man, you can tell about sparkle, you get excited, <laughs> but again, like... Sparkle is okay. It's pretty good. Nothing incredibly special, but I like it. not getting into okay. it. This is this is what I'll say about Sparkle. I like it. I like That's it. That's it. I do like it. It's, okay. it's, it's it's not worth running down the street screaming about, which Germans seem to do. Yes, but uh, yeah, you're right. Getting at, getting out into the uh, into like a village or outside of the city, and just seeing stars and hearing birds all day, and and getting that really beautiful fresh air is it's nice for once in a while. Again, don't want to live there, but would love to. Like it's great to visit. It's something like every few months, like you don't know that you need it, but once you're there, you're like, ah, okay, my uh, my soul needed that little that little uh, reset, hit the reset button there for a second, you know, feels hundred percent, feels pretty good. And we just mentioned it a few minutes ago, but just as a reminder for those of you who some for some reason you're skipping around, you're skipping episodes, right? Jumping um, around, uh, you might you again, you might have missed our announcement from last week, in which we unfortunately announced the end of the podcast, but announced the surprise of creation of our. AGDW YouTube channel. Yes. Which again, it's going to be the same kind of content, the same guys, the same whiskey, just different format. It won't be recordings of our podcast. It'll be fresh new videos. We're going to show you guys Berlin. When we talk about poop toilets, we're going to show you that toilet because I know it's exactly what you want to see in, yeah. in HD. <laughs> in HD uh, 4K poo toilet. Yeah. So um, we're excited. And again, it's not out yet. So don't go searching for it. Uh, we have a channel up, but it's been dormant for a while. That is not our YouTube channel. But this YouTube channel will be released July 5th. We will, And of course, we will announce it to the world then to remind you guys. But uh, stay tuned. And uh, yeah, um, next week or sorry, next month, there will be a couple weeks, as I mentioned, because of my wedding where we're not putting out uh, uh, podcast episodes. Right. So there will be a pause. Um, but don't worry, you know, we'll eventually we'll come back for those last episodes. We will. And, uh, before the whiskey, I want to mention also with, with, with the change of the, you know, the YouTube channel coming up, 
Our website domain name has changed. You can now find us at www for the World Wide Web dot agdw channel.com and also our Instagram, which is now at americans.in.germany.channel instead of podcast. So uh, it's all there. Same stuff, just different domain name. No, if, no, won't be the same stuff. Very different stuff. Different stuff. Like our website will look, we're going re, to revamp our website and it's going to look, it's going to look different. Different stuff. Uh, different stuff. Different stuff. Alex is like, business as usual. I'm like, no, not business as no, usual. No, not business as usual. <laughs> business has very changed. Uh, so yeah, I want to mention that. And uh, even though we're ending, you still want to give us a five-star rating Apple Podcasts. You know, it's, well, we'll, still, we'll still take it. It doesn't hurt anyone. It doesn't cost yeah. you anything. Yeah. Right? It's free. I mean, you, you know, you could um, learn how to start a fire with just a couple of sticks and a rock. You could do that instead. Of, but that's boring. That's boring. You know, it's fun. Clicking those five stars are yellow. They're pretty. They're stars. Right. And, you know, just like boost our ego a little bit before we get to the YouTube channel. And guys, don't forget, only you can prevent forest fires. It's true, Smokey. Okay. <laughs> and before we get into our questions and answers, let's get to the Whiskey Jeff today from the Throwback Series. You mean Flashback Series? Yes. As the photos are labeled Flashback Series. The Flashback Series. <laughs> not Throwback Series. Flashbacks are way better word than Throwback. <laughs> we. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine. It's just, you know, it's just official day. <laughs> We are, you're right. <laughs> For the flashback series, uh, we're, we're drinking whiskey. Also starts with FL, like flashback. Ooh, and that's called Flaming Pig Black ah, Cask, yes. Flaming Pig Small Batch Irish Whiskey. I remember liking this one a lot. This is originally from episode sixty-four. Ooh, okay. if you can believe it. Still, still a long way away. Yeah, and this is episode one forty-five. So you know, it's it's, it's been a while. So uh, let's. Uh, I'm gonna pour this in because I want to get to these Q and A's real bad. And I think we still got a pop in this boy. Ooh, nice. I got some whiskey in my eye. And this is a great story because this is based on a, a real fire that happened in Ireland. I forget where. Um, Ireland. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I said. Real fire in Ireland. Yeah. You said where? Oh, Ireland. Oh. <laughs> where there, there, was a lar- there was a large fire that affected a distillery, and it sent this boiling, flaming hot whiskey and mash and what have you rolling down the countryside, and uh, it ignited some pigs who started squealing and running around on fire. And that squealing is what woke up um, a lot of the villagers and was, it warned them. And, and you know, it was a, the flaming uh, pigs literally saved people's lives that day. Unfortunately, um, as you'll see by the, p- the picture on the front, didn't work out so well for some of the pigs. Yeah, and, and I think the pigs are now all, have all passed away. Yes, this was 1800s. <laughs> so, I don't think they're living anymore. No. Uh, nor are the people. Anyways, cheers. <laughs> Flaming big. Cheers. Mm. That's a nice Irish. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Been a while since I had an Irish. That's just it, good. It has been a minute. Okay. Mm. Now back to the final, maybe, you know, I hate saying final, but like. For now, the, for fi- now, for now, the final, final-ish Q&A. Yes. Q&A. And I'm going to start with. Go ahead. We're going to start with the first one, which is where, how do you start to <laughs> where, copy? how, why? Where, how do you, oh yeah, just so everyone know, we have not read these before. We kind of just copy and paste them into a text. I, I think you meant to say, how do you start? Yeah. So forget the where part. Okay. So we have not read these before, so we're, this is all off the cuff. Which is, I think, very heads. obvious, considering we're very confused by this first question. Yes. How do you start to carve a life out for yourself when you start from a place of knowing nobody? Ooh, good that's, question. That, that, that's a tough question. I think I think we've talked about this before in more depth, but um, we're we're, th- we're three visiting. It is, and, and and I would say the first big thing after being here for a while is Berlin and Germany generally have a lot of fine, and that means like a lot of clubs, mm. uh, fraternities, things like that that you can join. And there's there's a if if there's a hobby, you'll find a fine for it. Like I'm nine, I'm It could be difficult at the beginning when you don't know any German. It's and it's a lot of Germans, you know. That's and, true. And you're, and, and you're kind of feeling alienated. There's, um, it, it's, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say like when I look back at my time in Germany, there's a definite clear kind of before after moment where there's the 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 Jeff early on who yeah didn't have really a friend circle, didn't have an established home, you know struggling to find work and the few friends I I met through Facebook groups or whatever where people, you know, just, you know, get a beer together, kind of a friend, like not, yeah. not really any real relationships. And, and so that's, there's a clear dividing line between like that Jeff and then the Jeff where I had like a real friend circle that I could, you know, 
had, had support from, finally had a, my own apartment, had an established career. Um, so there's definitely, that definitely doesn't happen overnight. There definitely is that kind of awkward. And then for everybody, it's different, right? Might last a few months, might last a few years. I don't know. All I can say is from the moment you get here, do whatever you can to put yourself out there and meet people um, yeah. th through groups. Just post on Facebook and the Americans and Berlin group. Hey guys, I want to play ping pong. Who wants to join me? And just meet. And you know what? You're not going to meet your best friend right away, but you'll meet some people, and through them, you'll meet some other people, and and eventually it'll it kind snowballs. of work itself out. Hopefully, yeah. As long as you're not, you know, like a dickhead. Uh, there's also, um, if you're a Reddit user, the Berlin subreddit. I do not recommend. It's pretty toxic there. But there's one called Berlin Social Club. Ooh. And that's where people go to post like, hey guys, there's a rock show I want to go tonight. Anyone want to join me? Or anyone to ping pong and want to play together? Stuff like that. And um, I've actually met someone through that uh, Reddit thing once. Uh, this was back in like 2015, 2014. Mm. And he had Google Glasses, which is pretty cool. Which was Google Glasses. God, that lasted a hot minute. Didn't yeah, it? exactly. And they're exactly what you would expect. Just like... There's a camera on your face. <laughs> this is stupid, <laughs> but uh, I thought it was really cool at the time. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I think that's it. And then you know, once, and then of course, once you get your apartment, your job, and you meet people, then you start carving out a little place for yourself. But find your interests. Find people with similar interests. There's a lot of English-speaking people here, especially in Berlin. Just don't get discouraged. And yeah, you really have to put yourself out of your comfort zone because I think I mentioned this several times before. But I moved to Berlin actually twice. I when I was living in Vienna. I moved over to Berlin for a few months and then kind of ran out of money, et cetera, moved back to the States. Then a year later, moved back to Berlin full time. That first time I lived in Berlin, I did it wrong. I was, I moved, I moved to Berlin, didn't know anybody. I was kind of shy, didn't really put myself out there that much, didn't go to any clubs or meetups or anything. And I had a few months of just being lonely. And, and what happens is that's why a lot of people move away because they feel like they haven't carved a life out for themselves because they have no real friends or community. And, right. and you just start missing the friends and community that you had back in home. And, and then you end up nostalgic back. all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. And I think this is, this goes well to the next question, which is any Facebook group or bar recommendations in Berlin that are good for meeting people. So in Facebook groups, there, there are a few that are called like Americans in Berlin. Which if you're an American, you're I American, guess, There's like yeah. Spanish people in Berlin. There's internationals in Berlin. There are a bunch out there. Look for them. You'll find them. Because when we first started the podcast, we used to uh, post about our podcast in a lot of expat groups in, on Facebook. And so I know for a fact there's at least 20 or 30. I know that there's, I, I couldn't name them exactly right now, but I know there's yeah. a, something called like expats Munich, expats Stuttgart, um, you know, uh, foreigners living in Cologne. And uh, so just, just, you know, just do a, do a search on Facebook. Um, you can always it, come to an AGDW meetup event. Lots of people come there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, and like you, like you said, that was actually good advice is finding the thing that you're really into. If you're really into ping pong, you're really into football, you're really into whatever. Um, and try to find similar people who have already have established groups and try to join one of those, you know? Yeah. And also there's a website called meetup.com that, also, literally, people who live in Berlin will have meetups. And, and, and it'd be like, hey, everybody, let's go to the movies. And you just go. And I know it's honestly, especially if you're an introvert, it's awkward as hell, but you got to just put yourself out there. Yeah, uh, 100%. And in terms of bars, I, I can't really think of any specific bars that, you know, you're going to meet a lot of people. There are, um, you know, British bars and bars are more English speaking people go to. If you speak German, it won't really matter. But a lot of bars aren't as. Germans aren't as social to me at a bar, just like cold like that. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these it can happen, but it's not as easy. And a lot of these English speaking British pubs and stuff, you don't want to meet the people there because the people that are there are people that are staying at the hostel. And it's a lot of people who are just in Berlin for a week or so. And then, so you're going to make friendships and then lose them right away. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, I'm trying to think of, I think a good way is, uh, I've seen people do this is if you're at a park. Let's go around to some groups of people and be like, you got a lighter? And you ask for a lighter? God, guys, two episodes ago. I you talked about this. I mentioned I was with uh, Alex's uh, partner and my wife, and it was late at night, and we were at a park to drink some beers. This 18-year-old German kid came over just to say, like, hey, guys, yeah, dude, do you have a light for a cigarette? And he ended up sitting down and talking to us for like two hours. So you can absolutely, because especially at a park, because at any Berlin park on a warm day, everybody's drinking beer. Everybody's a little loose, right? So it's an easy time to just meet people. And of course, like you can judge, you know, you, you take a lighter, you can start asking questions. If they, you know, if they seem put off, then you can just walk away. But, yeah. but a lot of groups you start talking and then they'll get into it. And then, and then even then you'd be like, Hey, I'm, you know, by the way, I'm newer, newer Berlin. Can I get your number? And maybe uh, next time you go out, you can like, 
Invite me. Yeah, exactly. You can, you it's just, it's yeah. a legit strategy, and I think it's a pretty cool one too because it's it's it puts yourself out there. It's non-threatening. If they say no or they don't want to talk, you just walk away. So it's very easy in, easy out. Yeah. Who knows? And, and also, um, I think having yeah. some kind of job in Berlin or Germany. Yeah, of course. Because then you have colleagues, and that's an. I mean, you've. I mean, half your friends are colleagues. You yeah, know I mean? know, right? And I've met a lot of friends through you who are your colleagues. You know, so just get a job, man. <laughs> Just, just get a job. That's a good way to meet people. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. That'll solve a lot of things, including this next question, which is what is a good salary to make in Berlin? I mean, it's all relative, but- What, what um, kind of life do you want to live? Yeah. I mean, right now, because rent's so high, but I, yeah. I, think, I think the average I think the average in Berlin is around 3,800. Don't quote me on this. Uh, before taxes. 3,800? Which, yeah, I think that's the average. I don't think which so. Which is pretty high. Yeah, I don't think I so. thought it was lower, and I remember looking it up, and I was like, that's way higher than I thought. Okay, remember, but, but don't quote us on this, because we There's don't. a lot of tech jobs here. The median might be different. No, but um, we're talking about average. Though, a good salary A good salary to make a also depends on, are you getting your apartment by yourself, or are you in a vague, a flat share, because of right. what you need to pay? But like, I'll say this. There are no you, good salaries in Berlin. <laughs> is that you can live comfortably in Berlin off of 1,200 euro a month. And I have for most of the time I've lived. Before or after rent? Including rent. Including rent. Most Nowadays? Mo- you think mo- now? Most months, I, what I spend is $1,200 a month. Including rent, including my health insurance, including I think beer, if, including- you're, if you're just moving here because rents are way more expensive- yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying like, just for, I'm just going, I'm just telling you guys what I can tell you, right? So for, in my experience- Generally, my budget for a month. Now, of course, I have months that I go on vacation, whatever, then it goes up or whatever. But in general, you know, if your rent is because because my rent is split with my wife, right? So we each pay uh, a little over 500 euro. And then my health insurance is roughly 200 euro, right? And then internet, whatever, phone, 30 euro, 50 euro, whatever, 800 euro. And then that leaves 400 euro for food and beer and going to a movie or, you know, like. Yeah. So for me, basic living in Berlin, you can do that comfortably with 1200 euro a month now of course which would be like 2100 for taxes for a salary right now 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 of course you can you can live off that but i would say you want to make more because obviously if you make 3000 a month then you have actually you can put money in savings and stuff and, right you know and you can go on vacation because 1200 does up, not include the extra stuff if you get an apartment by yourself you're gonna be spending at more. least a thousand a month on rent so it's hard to say but i would say yeah you're making like 2500 to 2800 before taxes you should be okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere between two and three thousand is yeah. is a, your your money zone. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You're, you're good. And, and, but generally, and there are no good salaries in Berlin. You want good salaries? You gotta go like to Stuttgart or Munich or literally anywhere else because Berlin's broke and has no money. True. I, I'd say if if you if your employer is offering you above three thousand and you're living in Berlin, you're set. You're fine. Just take it. You're good. You're good. So uh, take it and yeah. run. But yeah, anything anything yeah less than two grand. You might have some issues. I think less than two grand, like you can't live in a city. No, but if but if you're again, if you're in a vacay, you're paying four or five hundred a month. Like you're, you'd still be fine off two hundred. But I guess yeah, it could be. It, but it depends on yeah your living situation. Totally. What kind of a night? What 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 area do you want to live in? Do you want to live and, in uh, in Liechtenfeld or do you want to live in Mitte? Like, yeah, are, you, are you going clubbing every weekend? If you're spending twenty five euros to get to a club every weekend, exactly. like that's gonna yeah, cost yeah, you. Yeah, guys. So when I said my budget earlier, that because I'm not a clubbing guy, it didn't include. Uh, Berghain admission or anything like that. So right. uh, yeah, it, it it all depends. All right, uh, next one, Jeff. Oh, I'll read this one. Ha, yeah, okay. I read a few. Um, <laughs> I have one, but don't say my name. Oh, well, don't worry, we didn't. I'm moving from Stuttgart in June and have Crohn's. Now, Crohn's, from what I from what I know, is a gastrointestinal disease. Yeah. Um, that causes like, and it can, you can't really avoid it. You, even if you eat normal, like you get horrible stomach cramps. Um, and you, like you have, to, you have emergency, uh, bathroom breaks and I can relate to that. I have had my own, um, gastrointestinal problems since I was a kid. So I, I absolutely know what it is to need an emergency bathroom and it's not, it's not funny. Like it, it that can happen at the worst times. So she, she says, I have Crohn's. Is there a way to find out restrooms while out and about now? Um, Stuttgart. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I'm move. Oh, moving to Stuttgart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stuttgart, I don't know. In Berlin, they've been really good in the past two years about installing public bathrooms. So I don't know if that's the same where you live, but I know the company that makes the public bathrooms in Berlin is called um, The Wall, or Die Wall, Die Wall, whatever yeah. the company is. 
And I know they have an app where they list all of their public restrooms. Oh, okay. So if that company also makes public restrooms in Stuttgart, they might have a similar. And also you're in Stuttgart, you're in a big city. You can always jump into a restaurant or a bar, run and ask them, pay 50 cents and just use their bathroom. Like it's usually not a problem. Yeah. The key is, is in the, those first few, few weeks, and I did this in Berlin, really take note of, yeah, where's the McDonald's, where's the Burger King, where's the, because those places you could slip in and out of, nobody notices or says anything. Even, even a lot of restaurants, uh, if you just walk in confidently, what I do a lot, because, you know, I, I have to pee a lot. What I do, I walk into a restaurant, I pretend I see someone in the back, that's my hand, I'm like, oh, hey. And I just walk to the back with confidence, use the bathroom, and then get out. Yeah, the only problem is if there's only like two people in the restaurant and you just, the guy clears you. See, like, like, yeah, and, then, and then worst case, you say, can you use your bathroom? And then they usually let you. you most places mm-hmm. don't say no. A few weeks ago, we were at, um, I think the... Um, what is that canal I mentioned that that flow mark was on? Oh yeah, the, the Maybach Ufa. Yeah, my wife tried to do two different places. They basically refused. And the second place was, she's like, "Can I use your bathroom?" He's like, "No." And he's like, "I need your bathroom." Like, he's like, "That's not my problem." And, what, what? And, and she offered. He's like, "I'll give you a euro." He's like, "No, our bathroom's only for customers." And he made her buy this three euro drink. Uh, and was it then, around the flow mark? Yeah, it was near. It was near. Yeah, there. That, that that could be why. Usually, there's events stuff like that, but like normal everyday stuff. Like I've never been to a restaurant where they've told me no, unless it's around um, some kind of street festival. Yeah, or but, event. but she immediately was like, "I'll pay you a euro," and he said, "No." That's crazy. That's not, yeah, and made her buy buy something. But 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 yeah, like I, what 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 I'm always doing everywhere I am, I'm I'm noting. Okay, this is a good public bathroom. Yeah, this smart. is good, like this is where a good fast food place. This is where I can duck in. Now, if the problem is depending on where you're walking, you might not be near the city center and there might not be any restaurants or cafe or, you know, you like depending on what area you're right. in and you're kind of sh- literally shit out of luck. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, but look for apps. It, 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 check out the, check out what company is making the public restrooms in Stuttgart because in Berlin they have an app. There's, there's also public restroom apps that I found that just show you generally, it's like a crowdsource thing where people put in, when they find one, they put in the app and then it's like a crowdsource public restrooms around a city which is also pretty cool. I Perfect. found a few of them. Yeah. So, so check it out and hopefully, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Like, cause again, I, from personal experience, I, I literally feel your pain. So. You can empathize. Okay, next question is, what is your favorite German word? My favorite is, um, excuse me, diesbezüglich. Um, my favorite word since moving here has been Änderungsstandardei. Hmm. Because when I moved here, I saw it everywhere. I was like, that must be really important. Whatever this, this is, it must be like a restaurant or a bar or something like that. And then an Änderungsstandardei is just a tailor. Yes, it's nothing fancy, but I love the word. And, and I made a song out of it. But, but you're, you are true. Going down to any street, you're gonna see five signs for and it. And yeah, everywhere. And I made a, so- a song with it my, with my roommate at the time. A song and dance like and dong schneider die. He's just singing dance schneider die and dong. So yeah, ex- yeah, you get into it. Right? Uh, see, that's probably one of my. Um, there's a lot of good German words. But that's one of my favorite. Or Mutterkuchen, which is fantastic, because that means placenta, <laughs> but it literally translates to mum mother cake. And I find that just it's gross. gross. <laughs> my my favorite German for, word for a while was um, Hauptbahnhof. It's a good word. And uh, just the number 22, I, I find that very, in the beginning, it's, it's, it's like it's such a German sounding word. And it, and it, and it's um, kind of just feels like that alliteration, you know, like, Now, oh, are, are you a good or a Can I say 22? I think I'm more of a fine Svansig. You're a good guy. Yeah. Hard G. Yeah. Okay. I, Fun but, question. But, but, but I, I, I switch it up once in a while, uh, depending, but. Fair. Next question is, I don't know if you ever talked about it, but what do you think about talking about the American and German cars? So compare different types because American ones are so much bigger. So, yeah. I mean, I think if you listen to this podcast for a while, you know my feeling on cars generally. I hate them. And I think, but, but, but you also love them as well. I also love them. That's the thing. Like I, I mean, really, you're, you're obsessed with jeeps and stuff. So like, I yeah. hate them in a city, but I, like, I just think cars are, are cool. It's it's a it's a love hate relationship. And, and we also grew up in a society where, like, when you're 16 and you're especially if you're a guy, like you're you're obsessed with cars and you want to buy right. your, your first car. You're checking out. You're always just looking at cars, looking in the Auto Trader magazine, checking out. Oh oh oh, five thousand dollars for a Jeep, Jeep Grand Cherokee. I loved Auto Trader. Two thousand two two auto whatever. You know? But uh, yeah, like German cars. Um, Obviously, they're smaller, high performance, they're fast, they're pretty. Uh, American cars are also now pretty nice. But what I have noticed, what I find crazy, is these American pickup trucks are, are um, pretty insane. They're it's getting like, it's insanely like, large. It's like mobile houses, basically. It's, yeah, they're huge. And they're so, like, they're so dangerous because you, you see how high that hood is. And it's just like a straight, it's not like gradually going down like the old trucks were. It's like straight in like a box, 90 degree angle. 
I'm sorry. There's a kid crossing the road. You're not going to see them. You're going to whack them. And I think they're. I think that they're. The gas miles are awful. Yeah. yeah. Like what are these trucks? The I think they're bad with the environment. I think they're big. They're stupid. They're ugly. And they're useless. And if you have one, I'm sorry, but I think you have a big, ugly, stupid, useless car. <laughs> no, I agree. Because I, I, yeah, I grew up. Um, uh, yeah, in California, kind of near. Yeah, in the in the woods area, and there's a lot of people who lifted their trucks to where it's like, you, you, you could almost walk underneath their car. It's so dumb. And, it's so and, dumb. And just by how shiny, you could just tell this, this, this truck was never used to haul anything, any no, cargo. And, and, and like, that's the thing. Like it's never been actually used for, uh, I, I had a Toyota Tacoma pickup truck um, in Those high are school. Awesome. The old ones? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was like, Again, the cab was really small because it was all about just the bed. And I used that truck for everything because, you know, I was, I was doing filming. So I was throwing my dolly track in the back, my camera gear in the back. You know, if my friends need to move moving couches, uh, my dad was into woodworking. We were throwing wood in the back. We we're like we had a pickup truck because we hauled a lot of stuff. Right. It wasn't just to buy it just to look cool and never actually use it as a and pickup truck. The thing you look at these new big pickup trucks, the beds are like the same exact size of a 1985 Toyota Tacoma. Yeah, the, 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 bed is, not, the bed is 20% of the truck. And yeah. Unless you're towing like a giant building, I just don't get the point. I don't see it. It's just a vanity thing. And you're spending $100,000 on a freaking pickup truck. I just think it's, they're wildly stupid. In my, like, I just think they're really dumb. All of them, the Dodge, the Fords, the yeah. they're just stupid. Yeah. Those like sedans. Uh, unless, yeah, you, you, you like, you, you really run a farm. You're, you're pulling one of those three horse characters behind but you. But then you're not buying a brand new truck. You're using an older one. No. No, I know, I know a lot of farmers back in the states who, who's brand new trucks to farm with yeah like but to pull their stuff yeah because like that's like your cool toy man you know when you make all your money like you buy the fancy new whatever like f-150 yeah. on a farm no no, no, no. f-350 what do you mean f-150 oh, like, the big boys, oh, yeah. big boys. You know, because, because they're, they're pulling like these trailers that hold four horses or whatever and they you know but but see when then i'm fine because that's what the truck's built for that's what it's for yeah which is fine so waste your gas fine 90% f-150 just seeing on the road are not i'm sorry because if hey if that amount of people, if that amount of people own F one fifty, own a boat, then America is doing a lot better for itself than I thought they are. Because <laughs> it was from the commercial hauling a boat, and like, what else are you hauling? You're not on a farm. I know you're in Providence, Rhode Island. I know where you are. You're not on a farm. Like you're not hauling anything. You just got to. I don't know. Sorry. Clearly, no, 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 but again, unless you're like like my dad. He was my dad was a woodworker, right? Makes sense. So he's he's putting wood back there all the time. He, he you know he was uh would you know fill the thing with leaves, haul them to the dump and stuff. So and, get yeah. a small little Tacoma. Yeah. You don't which need is what, giant. Which is exactly what we had. We had we had the, the small like the smallest Tacoma you could get. The the back seat was the to, like you know your your knees were up against you know because it was just for gear you know, yeah. just for, you yeah. know. but but yeah in general. Because I think we're missing the whole point. Of the we are totally missing the whole, the whole point. point of this question here, which is uh, <laughs> the the kind of like comparison of German versus American cars. Now, yes, the main the main one is that the American cars are much bigger in Germany, especially in Berlin. I mean, not especially Berlin, everywhere in Germany. Everywhere. Like I feel like seventy five percent of the cars you see are hatchbacks. You know, yeah. there's there's like cars in Germany are, are very tiny. Those are called here combis. Yeah, combis. So that's a big thing. And also, I noticed um, a lot of German cars. Some German cars don't even include cup holders because because yeah. so, a lot of Germans would be like, why would you need cup holders? Your car is for driving. Why would you even eat? You know, that's I think there's a huge like a culture difference there. Whereas Americans like we do everything in our car. You know what right. I mean? Whereas so, some of the things we do in our car, Germans be like, you know, because in 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 America there's this huge drive through culture, drive through everything. In Germany, it's really hard to find a drive through. You know what I mean? Like they exist, but. But not at anywhere. Mostly McDonald's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but not at any level. You know, in the got even the small town I lived, it was dry the drive through coffee, a drive through right. liquor place, a drive through this. I think Germans, Europeans, generally, like if you want a coffee, you'll just pull over to one of these beautiful gas station cafes, get a coffee there, chill out, and then keep driving. It's very yeah. You, it's not a eat and drive in your car thing. And like you said, uh, mo most of the cars like people think about BMW, and Mercedes. They're obviously there. They are a little more expensive, not America expensive, but they're obviously the cheaper here because they're, they're made here. Yeah. But you'll see a lot of, uh, for German cars, a lot of Opel. And a lot of Volkswagen. A lot I mean, of Volkswagen. You see those in the States too, but you see a lot more here. Like Opel, um, you'll see a lot of, but uh, you, don't, you don't drive one because you ain't a Popel. Yeah, it's an Opel. <laughs> and that means every booger drives a Opel. <laughs> but they're actually pretty nice cars. I like them. And you see a lot of uh, French cars and uh, Spanish cars. Not a lot of... Japanese and Korean cars like you do in the States. Um, they're, they're, they're true. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like, seeing more Hyundais recently. Like in the States, Toyota is 
the jam, Toyota right? Honda, the King. And, and then and in Germany, yeah, you'll see a Toyota once in a while, but they're yeah, they're rare. But because again, you, why would, you don't need to import that many Japanese cars when you are the country that makes the best cars in the world? Which right, is you Germany. can import a I Japanese mean, one, or you could buy an Opel, or even get like a French Renault or something like that. You know, there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of European car companies, and a lot of them are pretty decent. So yeah, and, and again, I think in America. Driving is really built around the road trip. We're, we're a huge, massive country of 5,000 kilometers, whatever. Like our culture is about long distance driving. So, yes. so the car has to be big, comfortable. There's got to be the cup holders, got to be everything. Whereas Germany, you're going much shorter distances. And that's why the cars are smaller, of course, for, for uh, you know, uh, gas and emission standards and stuff as well. And, and there's a lot of major companies like BMW and Mercedes that they sell certain models that can't even... Uh, from the in the states that can't even be released in the, in Germany or in Germany and vice versa. You yeah, know? like and don't and don't get us wrong. Uh, Germany is still a probably out of all of Europe the biggest car. Oh yeah, country. Germans love their cars. And again, I mean, BMW, Mercedes, Porsche, Volkswagen, <laughs> Audi. I mean, the top five best uh, car makers in the world, the world are German. Yeah, and you got the Autobahn, which is always 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 fun if you're in a fast car <laughs> and yeah. terrifying. Anyways, let's go to the next one because we're running out of time. We have, we have a lot of questions. Okay. I'm a native German. Well, I'm not. This is a question I'm reading. I'm a native <laughs> German. And I listen to your podcast because both of you are very sympathetic. Thank you. Hmm. I love the American culture and I improve my English skills. Cool. So now the question. Do you guys ever make a test on how good your German is? So on what level are your speaking skills? Because in the podcast, you only speak a few words in German. So I am. Um, I have tested. I am a officially a B two German. Oh, you started doing an F sound. I was like, oh man, is there an F? Like, wow, <laughs> you're fucking amazing. No, I'm a B two. It's probably a bit better than that now because I've spoken. I speak a lot of German since that test. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm officially a B two. Okay, mein Deutsch ist gut, aber Ooh. ich bin nicht fließend. Um, ich weiß nicht, ob ich B eins oder B zwei oder was. Um, keine Ahnung. So, um, yeah, what I just said is like, my German's good, I'm, but I'm not fluent. I don't know if I'm a B1 or B2 because I've never tested the last <laughs> German course I took was, um, I think, A21. Because there's A21, A22. I didn't even take A2, or no, I think, A. sorry, A12, I think was the last one I took. And that was... That's Ooh, A1. A good uh, 11 and a half years ago. Don't put lipstick on a pig. It's A1. <laughs> a- A1. Yeah. Ooh, but second half of A1. So, uh, but yeah, that was the last official course I took um, because I just, yeah, I stopped and I got busy. But like over time through because of work and everything and just being here, uh, my my German increased, but could not tell you. Thing is, uh, if I actually took a test that required knowing the exact grammar and what have you, yeah. which is a very different, there's a very different huge difference between being able to speak b1 and being able to pass a b1 test yeah yeah absolutely Absolutely. because you can pass a b1 test and not know how to speak german like in public you know what i mean no for sure absolutely um but yeah there it is and and i do i do want to say because we've had how many people have asked us and and i think the 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 first and one of the only negative uh reviews we ever got was this guy gave us a three to five stars he said oh they don't speak german and and the, the answer is why would we yeah. like this? This show is for people who are thinking about moving to Germany or who just who just moved to Germany who obviously will not have German skills. It makes no sense for us to speak in German on the show. Now, not, 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 now the person who just asked that question, he didn't say that. So I'm not addressing this to you at all, uh, but just saying like we've had that before. Like, why don't you guys do the, uh, an episode in German? And the reason is because, well, then the, our listeners wouldn't be able to understand it. So it doesn't make Yeah, no. And sense. it's just like, yeah, Feliz Nist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of... It, it's a, for both of us, I think doing German for that long would require a huge amount of brain power and, you know... Like, I mean... It, or, it's kind of, or kind of like like just now, you know, every time I visit my wife's family, by the end of that trip, my brain is exhausted because yeah, no, cause I, it, it's 24 hours a day, two, three days in a row of just German and it requires a lot of brain power. I don't know about you, but or maybe you're I, I, yeah, better than me. Not as much anymore, but yeah, for sure for a while. It's only in the past like year now where I really feel like I can I can do German for a weekend and not feel tired anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's nice. gotten to the point now. It feels kind of cool. Good on you, man. Yeah, thank you. All thank right. you. Um, but obviously, you know, I prefer English. <laughs> but but you know what I'm talking about. Like, no, I, I was like, what's talking about? Yeah, there, there's just, it, it just requires... 
such a brain power. And, and I, I usually have one point at the end of the night when we're all hanging out where I'll just turn it off for five minutes. I'm not only, I'll just stop, like, I'm, I'm there hearing, but I'm stopped listening. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. Because it's just like, no, I need a break. And then I sit there for five minutes and I'm like, okay, turn it back on. And then I turn it back oh, on no, and, I, and I rejoin the conversation. You know, I've been there a few times. Yeah. Okay. Next one is an interview question, Jeff. Ooh. Is where, it, and would you say an interview question? Interview question. Well, where do you see yourselves oh. in seven years? 2030. Yeah. He, he actually did the math for us. In case True. We I wasn't it. sure. Yeah. yeah. Where do you see? Okay. May I ask, why did you choose seven years? That kind of hurts like, my brain. It's not like a five or 10. It's not a, like a seven. I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't plan that far ahead. Clearly if I did, I would not be here in Germany right now. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'll be doing. I mean, I'll still be here for sure. Like I, I know I'll be in Germany, but yeah, I mean, I, what I would like doing I, what? I, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can't know you millionaires up for YouTube channel. That's where we'll be. Okay. <laughs> Um, next one. When will Misha guest star on the podcast? Well, he has one more chance. We're running out of time. So if we can convince him between now and, uh, when it released on July 5th, we can get him on for just like, for like a minute. It'd be amazing. We have been trying to get Misha on the show so long. He's a, uh, for those who don't know what we're talking about, he's a good friend of ours. We mentioned him on like every other podcast and we have asked him several times and he, and we're like, well, you, you just say hi, one word, and then you just walk away. He really it, doesn't want to. He really doesn't want to. But since we're nearing the end, maybe we can at least get like a, a, a sound bite recorded on an iPhone and we can at least play it in the last episode. Like, hi, Misha. Yeah, yeah, or just something. Yeah. <laughs> something would be great. I even, I even said, just be in the room and we can just tell people Misha is in the room. <laughs> we wouldn't lie to you. He would actually be here. He just wouldn't have to talk, but uh, I don't know. And he, and he listens to this podcast. Uh, pretty regularly so he's gonna hear that so misha misha come on guys are, literally people are writing in asking about you there's gonna be riots in the street yeah, if you, you don't you gotta show up man you gotta show up uh next one if you could learn another language what would it be i'm torn on this i was interested in russian for a while okay uh this is you know for the russian invasion uh but like uh, language yeah I, I always found it like an interesting uh language um i should i should be fluent let's just say what I want to learn, what I should be fluent in is Spanish. Uh, you know, that was um, my mom's first native language was Spanish. And yeah, my, her whole family, that's their language is Spanish. And, um, and me and my sister uh, spoke Spanish uh, with our babysitter, like the first few years that we were growing up. But then it kind of, yeah, I just died out. And I, I, I did take Spanish in high school, but it was, you know, American second language teaching right meaning not full immersion they're teaching spanish in english you know right. what i mean yeah, yeah it never works <laughs> and yeah after four years i can you know i can i can order some food and stuff when i go to mallorca you know and order a beer but nice. that's about it you know but yeah yeah i guess uh spanish i because i, I, I want to learn a language that would be helpful and i think spanish is a good one because yeah especially if you live in the states help helps in europe a little bit but uh hmm, what else what about you uh i'm torn between two um one is also spanish because my partner speaks it as well. I think it's pretty cool. And uh, I love Spain. Like, I love going to Spain all the mm. time. If you speak Spanish, you can kind of understand Italian a bit more as well, a little bit. Mm. And also, just like statistically, there are way more Spanish speaking countries than like other countries. So, um, is it? I mean, all South America except for Brazil speak Spanish, different, different dialects, but still Spanish. Mm. So, I think it's just cool. And also, Turkish, because I live, you know, in a very Turkish area. And I think it'd be cool to be able to speak to my neighbors in their own language. Ooh, seems uh, like a hard language. That's just hard. I mean, speaking, speaking of Misha, he's been doing the Duolingo for a while because his uh, his uh, fiance is is of the Turkish descent. She is. And I think he's pretty good at it, actually. Um, yeah. So, but I think Spanish would be Spanish or Italian, which I well, I, I, I tried Italian for four years in high school, it just didn't work at all. I can't do it because I just I go directly into Mario, like. It's, it's a me, a Mario. I'm making a pizza. pizza. I'm making a pizza. Yeah, it's, and it's just super racist. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fair. Next. All right. Will you ever share a snippet of you both speaking German? Uh, so Jeff hat for a paar Minuten Deutsch gesprochen. Jetzt ich rede auf Deutsch. Und uh, ja, jetzt bin ich fertig. Okay. There it is. <laughs> uh, where can we leave an awesome review of the podcast? Well, where can I, they do it, Jeff? I, I, well, Alex, I think you know better than me because you are Mr. Leave Five Star Review. Every, I think this every person episode. clearly skips the intros, but uh, <laughs> you can do an Apple Podcasts five star reviews. We like them. 
I think that's one of the main places to do it. I don't yeah. I don't know. You can do it on Spotify. I don't think so. Don't think so. I I, I think all the re- all the reviews that we read uh, or that we've received are Apple Podcasts. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I mean, I you can other places, but that's the main spot. Yeah, yeah. Next one: Are there barber shops available that cut different types of hair? And Francis says black people hair. Uh, yes, there actually are. I live down the street from one of them. There's actually a bunch. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that from um from people who've, who've asked the same question, and they say, oh yeah, yeah, I, f- I found one in Berlin that that that's uh, uh specializes in in uh, black people hair. Yeah, um, actually, I said a bunch. I don't know, there's a bunch, but I have seen at least three while living here, and I know there's one down the street from me. It's called Afro Shop, and they also have a lot of products for black hair as well. Um, so if you are a black person living in Berlin, you have places to uh, get your hair cut. And in general, uh, the barbershop in general is strong in Berlin. There's a lot of cool, yes. a lot of Turkish barbershops, a lot of there German barbershops, a lot of, yeah, there's just, just that, that culture is here. If you want a $13 quick haircut, there's options for you. There are. I mean, if you're a guy, usually uh, um, women hair is more complex because when I say $13, it's usually like, you know, like. Yeah, you're getting undercut. Yeah. Doesn't like, matter what you want, you're getting undercut. It's not like a, it's not a styling. It's more just a quick yeah, two minutes. Now I, I gotta be careful when I get my haircut. Now I always go to a nice uh, lady. Well, because well, you actually have stuff going on. Yeah, you know, so get it makes nervous. Sense. Yeah. Okay. Next is, in your opinion, what is the best donut shop in Berlin? I don't like this question Woo. because there is a thousand one donut shops in Berlin, and there's a lot of them that are great. So there's I, a lot of great ones. I, I don't. I could not. And, and plus, over the years, depending on where I lived, I would find the best one near me. And then that would be the one I'd go to. But then I'd move to a new apartment and then find the, you know what I mean? Like, so. And it also depends what kind of dinner you like. I mean, for me, the answer is very clear. I love chicken music kebabs. So it's chicken with some vegetables in there, with the normal dinner stuff in there mm-hmm. on a different kind of bread. Uh, I think they're amazing. And my favorite one is called Nua Gemüse Kebab. Oh, I never said this before. I've always talked about it. I never said it out loud. I'm going to say it. We're almost done with the podcast. Okay. So, and if you see me around there and there's a big line, you let me get in front of you because it's my place. I told you about <laughs> it. It's called Nua N-U-R Gemüse Kebab on Hammondstrasse. Is this the one I go to? It's a really small one. Little box. And it's right next to some the stairs that go down or up like right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually. Uh, so it's some freestanding little hut. Yeah. On that. Because in that general vicinity, there is six. A lot. Yeah, but but that that is my not my favorite in Berlin, but in that vicinity, so good on that street on that bridge area. That is my favorite one. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's a tough question. And because usually a, a donor shop offers you three, four sauces, right? That's the standard, right? Oh yeah, they have like ten. Yeah, this place is one of the few places I went. Yeah, it's like ten, fifteen, crazy. Oh, avocado sauces, like oh, crazy weird stuff. And I'm like, eh, try one of those. One but if you want more traditional Turkish donor across the street, it's a place called Mira. And they do um, not even a German-style donut. They do more of a Turkish-style donut. And their meat there is incredible. So there's two for you. Put that in your back pocket. And again, if you see me walking there and there's a line, you let me get in front of you because I told you. And I think what we're trying to say is, because we've mentioned there's this, this uh, what is it called, the Mustafa's one that every, that always has like an hour-long line that everyone goes to. Like Mustafa's, yeah. yeah Mustafa. There isn't just one great donor shop in Berlin. There are several. There's, there's many. Yeah, there's probably 50. It's a donor capital of, of the world, yeah. man. Like, there's a reason for it. It's not like it's a donor capital of the world because of one restaurant. It's a donor capital of the world because there's so many great ones. Yeah, so no matter where you are in Berlin, just stop at the first one you see, try it out, and, you know, it's you know, let's see what happens. So it is. Yeah. All right, next. Can you find American snacks in Germany like Flaming Hot Cheetos? Ooh, I'm with, I love the Flaming Hot Cheetos. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, a friend, yeah, yes, you can. There's actually shops for American, American shops. American yeah. shops. So they do, this is one Alexander Platz. But a friend of mine, um, we're having a movie night a few weeks ago and he wanted to get Flaming Hot Cheetos and he found it at a random Spati, but they were seven euros. So he said, nah. No, nine. Oh, nine euro. Yeah, he said, yeah. So he said, no way. But they are available. They're just way more, way more expensive than normal. Yeah, and then the place at Alexander Platz, I think it's called uh, American For You with four being a number, something like that. Yeah. And there's also, there's this... Um, there's a shop, it's based in France, I believe, but it's a website, again, just like you can find it, where it's just this whole website that delivers American snacks and food around right. Europe. Yes. And I haven't used it in a while, but I used to I used to go on there and I'd order three or four bags, because you know, it's like 
a standard five euro shipping. So I just get a bunch of stuff and just let it leave it in the back, you know, you know, closet and let it have last a while. Smart. So I'd get like three or four of these flaming hot Cheetos, this or that, or the other, some nerds, you know, stuff that you just like, it's hard to find. You know? And every once in a while you go to like a random spade they'll have American snacks in there. There's like a few, it's, it's really bizarre. Every few spades I go to, I found like nerds. Like daily, I found a nerds rope at a spadey. I, th I think they're randomly getting like a deal through importers, you know, like once in a blue moon yeah. and, it get, and it sneaks in, but it's yeah. pretty cool. So you, you could definitely find American snacks, not a problem. All right. I'm going to read this one. Okay. I'll throw one in there. Cool. If you had to leave Berlin, where would you go? Does the housing scarcity worry you? Uh, if I had to leave Berlin, the first place I'd probably go is maybe Leipzig because it's pretty close and it's very similar to Berlin. <laughs> and I like it there and I have some friends there. Um, does the house scarcity worry me? Not me personally, because yeah, Alex owns a house. Because I, I bought an apartment. <laughs> That's just like a dickhead, but I bought an apartment. So it doesn't worry me personally too much, but generally in the city, it does worry me a lot. Because Alex is a rich yuppie with a That's with it. Own, his own house. No, it, it does. It does worry me generally because it's it's going to change the city. Uh, my friends, you know, uh, interest rates might hike up, and that is going to screw me over. Um, so yeah, it, it does worry me, but it's also like I, name name a city around the world. Well, it's not a housing scarcity, really. It's it's yeah, but I mean, Berlin's always had that problem, but the past two three years, it's really become to a break. Yeah, it has. Remember when we looked over a four month period, the price went up twenty seven percent or something yeah. like that's insane. That, that should happen over a four years, not four months. Yeah, I know, you know? It, it is getting insane. So it, it's still even though I, I'm pretty secure, it does absolutely worry me. But yeah, I, I would go to Leipzig probably. Uh, if you had to leave Berlin, where'd you go? That's hard to say because I'm pretty settled in Berlin right now. You know, so I don't yeah. really think about backups. I don't know. I, I really, it's too hard to say. I don't know. Um, okay. <laughs> but does the housing scarcity worry you? Yes, because I don't own a house and I have an amazing apartment that I love, but only has one bedroom. And, you know, at some point our family will get a little bigger. And also the fact that like, even now I desperately need uh, an extra room for my work, you know, cause I do voiceover work and for yeah. my, and I have to build up my voice booth every time I record. And so it's an hour of work just to record one sentence sometimes. Um, so we need the extra room. And so I know at some point I'm going to be forced to leave this apartment. I love and I know I'm going to end up with something worse. Yeah. That's the which, problem, right? Which is sad because I may be paying more yeah, because up until now it was okay. You know, you're always going up. Every apartment was better, 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 better. But now I know that with the, pri the prices the way they are, like the apartment I have now out there, A, if it's even available, it's going to cost 400 euro more or something. A month. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's, it sucks. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I am really worried about it. I hope it gets better over the next few years uh, for me, but also for everybody else. All you guys are planning on moving to Berlin. You know, it's not what yeah. it used to be. It used to be so easy to move to Berlin and so cheap and... You just have to move around. Like even just like eight years ago, you just bounce and bounce to different apartments. Not a problem. Yeah. But now it's really Guys, it's insane. Stick to Vegas. Stick to flat shares. When you if you're gonna move at least for the first first couple of years, you live in Berlin. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Next. Well, there's actually two, but they kind of go together. Ooh. If you weren't allowed to speak English anymore, would you still be able to get by in Germany? And and the other one is, what? Do, oh no. Never mind. Oh yeah. What do you still struggle with today in regards to German language? I think I think we have to do one at a yeah, time. Okay. Yeah, okay. So if you were allowed to speak Ger if you weren't allowed to speak English anymore, would I still be able to, would I still be able to get by? Yeah, hundred percent. And my German just improve as well. So I get by and then no, no, no. I would get better. If wait, what was the question? If you weren't allowed Oh if you oh sorry, if I thought that it was I thought you didn't know German. Okay. So if you weren't allowed to speak English anymore, would you still be able to get by in German? Do you want to read it for a third time, Jeff? Or so, no, did, no, did you just get it? No, sorry. The, the, every time you read every time you read it, somehow I was hearing it. The reverse of uh, if you were only allowed to speak English, if you would be able to survive. Sorry. Same the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be fine, but um, I wouldn't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't like it as much. But because I, I like easy. I, I like going back and forth and everything. But yeah, actually, yeah, if you want to learn German the quickest way, be forced not to speak English. Like, like I, I tell everybody, uh, it's not the most fun thing to do, but... If you want to move to Ger move to a freaking village where nobody speaks English, that's you'll German. be fluent in German in a yep. year, like or less. Like, I mean, good lord, because when you have to speak it, problem in Berlin is you could, yeah, you could live here twenty years and not know a word, and you'd be fine, more or less. Of course, your quality of your experiences would not be as good, hundred percent. But you could get by, and that's the problem. Yeah. And the other one was, what do you still struggle with today in regards to the German language? I think for, the just, language. I think it's just yeah, it's just uh, vocabulary. Sometimes I'm getting and the a conversation. Gra the grammar like, rules. The grammar rules. I don't. I just don't care about. Like my grammar is fine enough. People understand me, 
I just sound a little like, I just kind of sound like an idiot. But for me, it's more the vocabulary where I'm having a conversation. I'm like, what's this freaking word in my head? Yeah, I, I have times where I can't respond or I can't respond at least how I want to because I'm losing this one or two words. I, I think absolutely what I know I need to do is I need to go back to school or I need to. Because for me, it's not. A, I have practiced the words that I know right. as much as possible. Like I got them down. Right, more practice is not going to help me. Like like you, I, there's just there's just a certain list of vocabulary that I have to learn because I'm just there's just certain words that every few months there's that same word that I'm like oh, God, I didn't look up the last yeah, time. You know? right? uh, yeah, I just I just need to inc- just boost my vocabulary some more. I think that's it. Yeah, because I often what happens is I don't know the word, so I have to do this like long sentence with simpler speak words around the word yeah, speak around it. Yeah, yeah. Which is just a pain in the ass. Like instead of saying phone, you're like, I cannot find my device that I use to contact people with through a screen and a touch. And sometimes lift it to my head and go via audio. Right. And it's all oh, you mean a phone. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's what I mean. So sometimes, yeah, you just sound like an idiot, but that's right. That's part of learning a language. You just gotta be used to people thinking you're dumb and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta, you, it's better to speak and be and be sort of wrong than not speak at all. Exactly. That's what I've learned, you know. So, Jeff, how much is rent in Berlin? <laughs> okay. We, we cannot. Okay. Which apartment? I don't know. Like every apartment is it, like and every area is so different and every apartment is so different. And it's but this is impossible to answer. It's, it's too much. The it's rent too much. is too damn high. Yes. I, I mean, when I f- first lived here, like the first five or even like the first 10, year, 10 years or whatever, in a, a vegay. Like a room in an apartment was generally three fifty. We're super lucky; and it was a tiny room. It was like three fifty to four fifty. Like I, I, I almost every apartment vague. I paid four hundred euro, four hundred euro, four hundred euro, four hundred. That was like the average. Yeah, that's gone up now. But that used to be like if you needed a room, an apartment, no matter where it was, it was about four hundred bucks. I, I think right now, like cold, so without including um, heat and electricity, and yeah, but that electricity. kind of doesn't. That's kind of that's difficult because like that's not the you know. Yeah, but I just with the, the lowest end. I'm pretty sure like a 60 square meter flower right now is around like a thousand euro around a month. But not including. Right. Is, Everything and, not included. And, so. yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, but again, that. Yeah. It, 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 it's too many variables. There's a lot of variables. There's but you, you can just go on immoscout.com.de and look at it and just because cry. Like that, that, uh, that apartment that we talked about where there was a line 500 meters long or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. That was a three bedroom and I think it was only 1200 or whatever. Right, because that was yeah. one of the few that were actually priced the way it should be priced. But there's also um, a lot of rents are illegally high as well. And they're actually whole like businesses that you can hire a lawyer and they'll, I forget the name of the website, I'll have to find it. And they, um, you put in your apartment where you live, how big it is, and they tell you how much you're paying over. And they'll actually take care of the lawyer fees for you if they win. And if you lose, you got to pay a little bit. But, but it's um, a on a, but it's a be prepared for a battle. It's all these house revoltings do not give they will go to war with you. Yeah. And it'll be months of your life and it'll it's it's gonna no, be No 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 yeah. no no Jeff, some of these companies like they they, they kind of just take care of it for you. It's it's pretty no, easy. No no but no no but it's it's tr- trust me, like this is like it, once you do that, the people who you pay your rent to and who like can have control basically over your apartment life will hate it, 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 it be, prepared, be prepared for to start a war. That's all I'm saying. Like it, <laughs> for a hostile yeah. living environment. Yeah, yeah for hostile, basically a hostile living environment. Yeah. But hey, you're saying 400 euro a month, so up to you. Okay, last question. I think that's a nice question actually, and I don't have a good answer. But it is, <laughs> oh, then it's not a great question. But it's a cool question. I just wish I wasn't an idiot. Favorite little hole in the wall vacation place in or near Germany for the summertime. Now, what is a hole in the wall? You mean like a small place? I'm assuming like a, like a place, not like, like a not oft visited place, I guess. Mm. It's a tough one. I mean, most of the places I visit are oft visited. I mean, I guess just like the whole country of Liechtenstein. No one really goes there, but it's pretty cool. In Germany. It says or in, near. In, ooh, that's not or. It says in near. In near. I'm assuming there's an or in there, Jeff. Okay. Yes, favorite. Okay, but is it re- how often you visit Liechtenstein though? But there once. There once. So I, I go to that, mo- so wouldn't call it your favorite hole in the wall vacation. You went there once. I go to mo- how many places have you been to? Multiple. I go to most of my places once when I travel. Go to that place once. Go to that place once. That place um, once. No, like there's been a few places in uh, in the Alps. I've been to like three or four times because I love. Okay. It. Yeah. Well, I usually go places once, maybe twice. But but I can't call them hole in the wall because they're well known yeah. places. Um, um, it's tough. 
Don't I mean, it's like just Schweiz a hole in the wall. Not really. No, every, no that's everyone knows about that. Yeah. But but yeah, that's gorgeous. I go there a lot too. But yeah, yeah. Um, Swiss Saxony. What he just said. Yeah. I've been there four or five times. I love it. But, I think but generally, it's not hole in the wall. Though. I think generally Brandenburg is a lot of nice areas and no one really goes to because it's 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 the state that surrounds Berlin. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people don't go vacation there, but it's got some really really beautiful spots. So true. Like. Um, the area we went to the Stork Distillery. Yes, couldn't even tell you. It's somewhere between Berlin. Yeah, uh, b- b- between Berlin and Spreewald. Like not really. Oh yeah, full true. Of um, but yeah, there's a lot of it. Like yeah, just find like a little village on a lake, anywhere within an hour outside Berlin. Ooh. A lot of great places. I have one I've been to twice, and it's beautiful, and maybe it's pretty well known. I'm not sure how well known it is to be actually, but because in the East Germany and it's really old uh, medieval city uh, called Quedenburg. Ooh. Yeah, really, really pretty. Like, like really, really, really pretty. <laughs> like, um, really pretty. And yeah, it's in, the, it's in East Germany in, I think, um, Sachsen-Anhalt, I think. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool city. It's pretty small, very medieval. A lot of white buildings. Fachwerk. Uh, what are they called? Fachwerk. Um, yeah, cool little city. I recommend that. Check it out. Very nice. Yeah, cool. I, I wish... Damn it. I wish I had, I had time to think about this more. But yeah, I don't really have a Quite good answer for you. Yeah, cool but speaking of Stork, just real uh, side note, uh, they finally broke out of Europe, so now Stork whiskey Ooh. is available in the United States and elsewhere. Congratulations. Congratulations, Stork. Yeah. And it's, speaking of whiskey. Yeah, let's- We're uh, not drinking Stork. No. We are drinking Flaming Pig. It's a small batch Irish whiskey. Irish. Irish. Who makes Flaming Pig? Is it just Flaming Pig uh, Distillery? Or? I think- it's just Ireland. Oh, Ireland. It's the country of Ireland. Um, FlamingPigWhiskey.com. I think it's Flaming Pig. I think it's uh, the there we go. Well, actually, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll check yeah. on the website shortly when we check out the uh, All right, our let's have review. one last step and see how we like it. It tastes like it smells really good. good. Yeah. Eight. Wow. Can you, can you say some words so I can put on the website at least? <laughs> or just uh, a good uh, eight. It's for an Irish. I find it. It's a bit sweeter than normal Irish, but not in like last week's way. In a much more, I like the sweet way. And compared to a lot of Irish, it has a pretty decent burn. Um, a lot of Irish are, are fairly smooth. You know, like a very kind of quick to yeah. dissolve away kind of burn. This burn kind of lingers a bit. Uh, in general, it's just it's. I mean, have I ever had an Irish I didn't like? I don't know. No, I don't not, think you have. Probably not. Gregorstone. But, but uh, was that Irish? I think so. <laughs> uh, but like, as far as Irish go, this is one of my favorite. And I, if I remember correctly, it's not an expensive whiskey. It's like 30, 35. Yeah, it wasn't too expensive. So, so it de- I, I would definitely call it shelf worthy and cool story. So, yeah. Uh, I'm also going to go eight because it's good. Ooh. Good eight. All right, what do we got here? Um, sorry. We- so, from what we said in episode 64, it is Flaming Pig, Pig Distillery. So, that's confirmed. And you gave it an eight, and I gave it an eight point three. All right. Now you can read your own thing. Finally, thank you. Tip today, as he as he zooms in for me. This is what I originally said in episode sixty four. It's a tasty Irish. The aftertaste is nice and slow. Ooh, that's what I just said. Nice. A lot going on. This oh. is the definition of shelf worthy. I just said that too. Oh my gosh. Affordable. Oh, I just said that too. Tasty. Interesting. Ooh, the, Ooh, nice. Oh, dude, that should be like the end of their commercial. Flaming pig. Affordable. Tasty. Interesting. <laughs> Love it. And oh. I gave an 8.3 and I said, it's really good. I really <laughs> like it. I love the creamy taste to it. Hmm. It's got a nice burn. Not too hard. The flavors aren't super in your face anywhere, <laughs> but very tasty. Wait, in <laughs> your face anywhere? It's not, it's not in your face anywhere. It's got a... I don't know. But I should not. Why we decided to review whiskeys and have me on this is, I don't know. It's not too hard. The flavors aren't super in your face anywhere. <laughs> what a stupid sentence. <laughs> what, 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 oh, man. what I will note is that so far in the flashback series, I don't know what we've done, three or four. Our uh, pretty consistent. reviews a few years later are still pretty spot on. So, um, we're not really talking that much shit because, or at least our taste buds are roughly haven't evolved differently since then. So, or like our average whiskeys are always around an eight, anyways. We just keep getting average whiskeys. It's like yeah, it's an eight, <laughs> maybe. So, um, but anyways, let's wrap this guy up. This was fun, guys. This is always fun. Oh, I love the Q and A's. I'm gonna miss them. There was some great, 
great freaking questions, man. Um, yeah, I don't want to. No, but you know what? What? Uh, on our YouTube channel, we're going to have Q&A episodes as well. Yeah, we're going to do that too. Uh, we, guys, we're absolutely doing that. I, I, I forgot. Like, of course, we can do whatever we want. Like, we're, we're going to have Q&A videos. Yes. So you'll see us being complete morons while answering your questions. So it's... It, it just think, it's a like win-win. this is like when you know uh, talkies came you know from the silent films to you know like we're going from just audio to boom full we're, color HD we're going from phone calls to FaceTime exactly so your minds will be blown or you'll be like oh I had no idea how ugly they are and then just stop watching but or yeah. like we have no idea actually how to make a YouTube video so we'll see yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll we'll find out pretty quickly we yeah uh, we will, because YouTube comments are brutal yeah. and racist. <laughs> Bear with us. I mean, there's uh, come on. There's going to be a learning curve. Just like let give, give us, us some, give us some time for the curve. Give us uh, yeah, uh, give us some time, guys. Give us curve time. Come on. Curve time. Curve time. Curve time. All right, Alex has something to say to you. Um, I love you, Jeff, and also all of you <laughs> listening, <laughs> and everyone. Please uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and of course, stay thirsty. <laughs>